Once you see what you actually are, that you're an infinite, limitless being, you'll see that nothing exists outside of you. I'm your host, Derek Grant, and this is the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pathway to Your Results podcast. It is your host, DG. It's your boy. Um, I hope I hope, I hope, hope life finds you doing well. I hope that um, you're experiencing the reality that you desire. Um, today's episode, obviously, as you see the, the title, a lot of people don't realize that thoughts and thinking are not the same thing. And I'm going to break down kind of the metaphysics behind it. I'm going to break down the uh, the quantum mechanics behind it. Um, so when I when I go when I when I started telling people that I was a mindset coach and an, uh, a performance mindset coach, I don't know whatever the title was that I went by or go by. Um, and I started when I started talking about it, a lot of people didn't realize what I was actually saying. And I'm going to try and articulate this. But when I say mind, and I say mindset, if you think about what the mind is and you understand what the mind is, the mind is there's all these different names for it. So I think the easiest way for us to understand, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza says it best, he calls it the the quantum field, right? It's this oscillating field of energy. And I didn't understand what field was for the longest. I'm like, what is a field? What do they mean? Meaning it's 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 everywhere all the time. Like it's there's no place you can't escape it, right? So this field of energy that we are living in, we are swimming in right now is what the ancients refer to as mind. So if you look at the Kybalion, which is an an esoteric writing, um, which was derived actually, the Egyptians and and, and the Greek with Hermes Trismegistus and and all that, I'm not going to get into that, it's a whole other thing. But if you understand what the the first law of this universe was, I'm going to pull out the Kybalion right here, it says the, the uh, the law of mentalism. So basically, it's saying that matter itself is just mind in a slower vibration. That's all it is. It's the same thing. So I, I I I don't know how many times I've done this, but I've used the analogy of an ice cube. An ice cube, uh, a glass of water, and vapor is all the same thing. It's just in different forms. So that's what everything in this entire universe is. Everything is mind. But what we do through this thing called words we get tripped up. So now we think when we say mind, we're talking about like your brain. No, 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 no. When I say mind, I'm talking about the field, uh, uh, the quantum field, the universal field, the, the universal subconscious, uh, uh, God, um, uh, the one, the absolute, whatever word you want to call it, this thing, this oscillating sea of energy that is constantly present everywhere. Here's what we need to understand about it, though. Because it is energy, all energy carries information. And these packets of information that we refer to as thoughts are actually what we are receiving through our antenna that we call our brain. So when you understand that when we created radios, all we're doing is copying this technology of this universe. Everything that man creates, we're just mirroring the universe. This is why the universe is a holographic fractal, a fractal holographic universe, meaning it just breaks itself down into layer under layer under layer under layer. And it makes itself smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So understanding this thing called energy or this thing, this field of energy that we call the mind 
is actually producing thoughts, meaning all information, all intelligence, all creativity is already out there because that is what is conceiving it. We have these things called brains, which is nothing more than an antenna that's able to pick up on this field or, or receive these thoughts of consciousness. But here's where it gets sticky. A thought will pop in for whatever reason. You'll have a thought which came from outside of you, which came from the universe. And then we have the ability through this thing called the conscious mind, we have the ability to think. So now you are thinking about the thoughts. The thought that popped in that came from outside of you, you are now thinking about the thought. And this is where we get in trouble. When we start to think, when we start to overthink, if you look at your life, you're happiest when you're not thinking. If you're an athlete, you perform best when you weren't thinking, when you were just, what do we call it? Being in a state of flow. There's no thoughts. I was just so immersed. I was just rolling. Or how many times you've ever had, uh, uh, we say like a thought just pop in our head. Man, I just, I just got, oh, we call that an idea. That idea, where did that idea come from? Do you think you generated that idea? Absolutely not. So this is when you understand that matter is the mind with a capital M crystallized into form. So this is why the alchemists refer to it as your imagination as the first matter, because the imagination was you tapping into this field. But in order to do that, you had to be quiet. You had to still be still. You had to shut off the distractions and just be. Okay, so negative thoughts. And we raise our hands. We all have negative thoughts. You know what I've started because I've started making my life a case study and understanding how this stuff works, understand how the field works. And the, 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 the basically the field is what's producing thoughts based on the frequency of you, meaning based on your energetic signature, wherever you're at, that will be the same frequency that you pick up on the mind, capital M, the field's thoughts. OK, so. When you understand this, I've talked about this before. Most of the time, the negative thoughts aren't your thoughts. The negative thoughts are not your thoughts. But then the thinking around those negative thoughts, those are 1,000% yours. So this is why if we look at meditation, this is what part of meditation we call equanimity, meaning we just allow things to go. You allow the, the thoughts to flow in. So if we think of like debris and water in a river, like, you know, you will see like a piece of trash floating or maybe you see a leaf. Those are thoughts. Those are thoughts and thoughts are just flowing down the river. But the problem is, is we'll get infatuated with that piece of trash that was in our thought stream. And now we'll just sit here and dwell on it and we'll dwell on it and we'll dwell on it and we'll dwell on it. And before you know it, now you just, you've just taken a lower vibrational thought and instead of allowing it to pass, now you're wrapped up in it and we're just digging ourselves even deeper and deeper and deeper. So here's, here's my point. I think Nikola Tesla said, what do you say? If you start understanding vibration, frequency, and energy, you can start to figure out the secrets of this universe. So when you look at a thought that pops in, and it and usually it's going to be a subconscious thought, meaning like it just popped in and you have the emotion right away and you're like, what the, like what? Those are the ones where we have to have the awareness because this is part of being conscious creatures to have the awareness to recognize and say, oh, that came from outside of me. I don't have to give energy to it because we know wherever attention goes, that's where energy flows. But the issue is, is when we have a thought that comes in and we just automatically unconsciously give attention or give energy to it. And this is what produces more of that energy that that thought was. So my point of this is, is realizing that essentially your 
frequency based upon your how much you sleep you get, the thinking that you do, the food that you eat, the people that you're around. These are all determinants of your frequency. Your frequency of your own human energy field will determine the frequency that you resonate with within this universal field, which will then determine the quality or the frequency of the thoughts that you are picking up. I don't I don't know if y'all trying to hear me right now. I'm no I'm, I'm throwing a lot at you right now. And if you don't know any of this, it's probably sound like I'm talking crazy. But I'm trying to get you to understand how this thing called the mind works so you can manipulate this energy so you can consciously create your life. We were all gifted with these faculties and the ability to create our life, but goddamn, we didn't know how the daggone thing worked. And I sit here and ask myself, why? How come we don't we don't learn this? How come we don't learn that like this oscillating sea of energy that that it has its own frequency that oscillates in from higher higher uh, frequencies to lower frequencies based from moment to moment, just like how you do. One minute you're in a good mood, and the next minute you can be in a bad mood. This thing is doing the same thing, but there's all these factors that play into it. How come we didn't t- we, we didn't get told this directly, but we kind of did. So if you like me, you grew up in a Christian church and they say, oh, astrology, that's the devil. But when you tap out and you start to understand what astrology is, astrology makes absolute perfect sense so long as you understand energy. When you understand that everything has an energetic signature, everything has its own uh, resonancy and everything has its own archetype, its own attribute in this field of energy that we're swimming in on Mother Earth, she had her own frequency. We measure this through this thing called the Schumann Resonance. So this is why when you went out and sit at, sat on the ground or you hugged a tree or you just walked barefoot, for some reason it lifted your mood. Why? Because you were assimilating yourself to the frequency of your, your larger body that you are a cell on called the earth. Do you see how this works? So my whole point of this is, is we don't get taught that like mother earth has moods. She goes from up and down it based upon where the planets are, based upon what the moon is. And the moon has its own mood. And Mars has its own mood. And Jupiter has its own. And Saturn. So my point of this is, is getting you to realize that there's so much more that, that, that influence your thoughts. But you still have the ability to how much energy, energy you gave to the thoughts that were coming in. Do you see? And this is where I'm, I'm going to touch on here for a little bit because this is really where we get in trouble. I know a lot of people like we uh we the big thing that I keep hearing about it people always say how do I make more money how do I make more money how do I make more money and we talked about this before you really don't want money that isn't what you wanted that isn't what you want you don't want money you just wanted the feeling that money produced okay I'm going to get real for you real quick you really don't want to date him that isn't what you want that ain't what it, you you don't really want the car you just wanted the feeling that it produced. I'm gonna bring up a lot right now. I might be just might be triggering here for a little bit of you. So you understand that it wasn't really the thing that you were looking for on the outside. You were looking to produce a feeling on the inside, and your ego, meaning the unconscious part of your mind, had developed attachments to everything on the outside in hopes that the thing on the outside would produce the feeling on the inside. Do you see? But for some strange reason, God, source, universe, uh, 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 whatever you want to call it, Allah, Brahman, uh, the one, the absolute, whatever name you want to refer to it as, 
It had equipped the smaller version of itself with the six higher faculties of the mind that would allow it to produce the feeling without actually having the physical thing because that was going to be how it was going to manifest the unseen by making it to make it seen. You mean it, you had to already have the unseen in order to make it seen. So what is my point? When you understand that you have been set up for success, you have been set up for success by this universe. You have everything already. It's like this. If I got a a, a Ferrari, I got a Ferrari, right? And the Ferrari's already off the factory showroom floor. It's ready to go from zero to 60 and 2.9. It's already ready. But then I start trying to mess with it and do all these things and do this. And I'm going to tweak this here. I'm going to change this. I'm going to put some new tires on it that are a little bigger. I'm going to do all this stuff that ends up ruining what the natural mechanism was already programmed for. This is what we're doing essentially when we start thinking. Why do you think you're happiest when you don't think? Why do you think you feel more peace, joy, fulfillment, etc. when you don't think? Why do you think you played better when you weren't sitting here thinking about and worrying about what coach was going to say, what the media was going to say, or what, what your fans were going to think about you? You always perform better when you weren't thinking. Thinking is what caught us up. But when you understand that it really what you're looking for is just a feeling, that's all you wanted. This life, if uh, okay, we went to Disney World. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I loved it. Whatever. I enjoyed the feeling that it produced. That's why I liked it. I went on to the Avatar ride twice. Why? Because of how it made me feel. That was it. That was all it came down to. So that was a micro of the macro. The micro will always will add up all the micros to make up the macro. So when you look at your whole life, all your life is is one long experience from birth to death. It's just one experience that we measure by feelings consecutive feelings over and over and over birth marriage death uh, all these situations that happen we measure by how we feel do you see how this works so feeling was the key that was it but here's what i'm here to tell you the trap was us thinking that those things on the outside was what was going to produce the feeling and that's why we overthink the overthinking comes in because our egos are rooted in survival. They are rooted in survival, meaning all it wants to do is stay alive and live. It is never looking to thrive. Ain't nobody trying to hear me right now. God damn, ain't nobody trying to hear me. You ain't trying to hear me. You are not trying to hear me. Your ego is not rooted in trying to thrive. It's rooted in survival. So what does it do to survive? It overthinks. We got to do this. We got to, how many times you do it? Oh, well, 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 if we do this, but what if this happens? And what if that, see, now, you're not, now look what you're doing. You coming from a place of survival instead of thriving. So people, people always say, uh, or I hear people say, yeah, but what if it doesn't work? Okay. If we're going to play that game, if you're going to play that game, you're going to look at that end of the pole. You got to make sure you look at the other end of the pole. <laughs> you got to look at the other end. What if it does work? Yeah, but what if what if the business fails? Okay, what if the business hits and I have to work? I and, and and I've I've just created generational wealth for the next three generations. What if that does happen? We got to play both sides of it with this thing called thinking. You got to play both sides of the pole. One is fear, one is faith. They're the same energy. So here's what I started doing with myself. Whenever I have this lower energy, this lower vibration going through my body called emotions, energy and motion. I know right now that is directly correlated to my level of thinking. 
So if I have a negative emotion, that's me overthinking. I need to scale back on these think on this thinking that's going on right now. My thinking's going zero to a hundred, and my body's like, "What the? F- this isn't it. Why are we doing this? I don't know what to do. What if we? Yo, chill, chill, chill. Come back, come back. How do I come back? Presence, stillness. I got like a little altar in my room. I call it an altar. All it is is a little meditation bench, and I just go and sit there. I just sit there and I just quiet. I just and it's right, right, right adjacent to my window. And I just look at my window and every once in a while, there'd be a bird that flies by. But otherwise, I'm just sitting here looking at this cherry blossom tree and I'm just looking at it. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not judging it. I'm just observing it. Do you see? This was the highest form of consciousness, observation without judgment. We all had the ability. This was the highest form when I could observe something and have no thoughts about it. Good God almighty. I could observe what he's doing with his life. I could I could observe how my child is living its life and not have judgment based on what I should have or should not have done when I was that age because I had not healed my part of my my past. I could sit here and observe and look at the situation for what it was. Yeah, I got fired, but it is what it is and not allow myself to add judgment to it from the ego's perspective. So now that I would overthink it and it would send me into a tailspin. And now I'm thinking about regret and shame and fear and worry and anxiety and all of these things that came associated with this lower vibrational part of my mind. Do you see? You had the ability to shut it down. You had the ability to just turn it down. I'm here to tell you, ain't nothing really hurting you outside of you. Nothing's nothing is bothering you on the outside. That was the illusion that the ego created. I'm not trying to come down on you. I'm not barking at you, but I'm trying to give you your power back. So pardon me if it feels like I'm coming down on you, if I'm triggering you, or if it's offending to you. I'm trying to get you to see nothing, nothing existed outside of you. So everything that you dealt with was because of you, period, the inner part of your world. So if my outside of my world is not what I wanted to experience, that means the inner part of my world is a little off. Meaning I was overthinking. When I told you you were set up for success, you were actually inherently set up to experience peace, love, joy, kindness. For what did they call it in the Bible? The fruits of the spirit? That's what your natural attributes were without thinking. But when you introduce this thing called uh, thinking, that's this is what sent us astray. Now, don't get me wrong. We have the ability to conscious think through the six, one of these six faculties of our mind called reason that allowed you to problem solve. That allowed you to problem solve. But a lot of times, instead of solving the problem, what we'll do is produce the problem without trying to solve it. That's what overthinking is, is when I'm trying to solve a problem, but I'm only focusing on the problem now and I'm never even trying to get to a solution. That's what it meant to overthink. Do you see how this works? So I know the level of my thinking, the level of uh, uh, the lower energies that I may feel in my physical body, that's a direct correlation to how I am thinking. I got to chill out. I got to chill. So, so, so I talked about you consciously thinking, which is part of the conscious mind and understanding how reason works. But then you also been gifted with this thing called perception and perception was how you were going to view the world. So really, it's not what you're experiencing. You're not experiencing the money. You're just experiencing your perception of the money. Good God almighty. You think he looked good when you were dating him and he was this guy. And then all of a sudden now you change, you change, man. He put on a little weight. It, not, it, it wasn't that. It was your perception of him that's changed. That's what's changed. So when you understand, I've talked about this. When you understand that life is happening from the inside out, all I got to do is change the inside and the outside has to change. It has to. It ain't got no choice. It ain't got no choice. 
So when I tell when I talk about reality, when I talk about reality, my reality is essentially my perception. Your reality is your perception. That's actually what you're experiencing. So if you don't like your reality, shift your perspective. Shift the perception. I promise you, your reality will change. How many times we do this? The old adage, is the glass half empty or is it half full? It's going to be however you look at it. It's going to be however you look at it. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, hold on, hold on. D, you tell me right now, my life that I'm experiencing, everything that I'm experiencing is based upon how I look at it? Yes, absolutely, unequivocally, without a doubt. Oh my gosh. But I don't like my life. Okay. <laughs> it's not the life that you don't like. It's your perspective of it. So you're looking at the glass as being half full. You could just as easily look at it as the glass being half empty. Well, how do I do that? Oh, you'd have to remove the things that kept you from seeing it as half full because you were actually inherently born to view life as half full. But you'd have to remove all of these subconscious programs that cause you to overthink and these paradigms that you have established within your own level of mind, of own level of perception that was causing you to view it this way. So I, the way I like to look at life, imagine if you put on glasses and each glasses that you have, and you have all these different pairs of glasses. And these glasses have different shades of the lenses, different colors. So those glasses have on red, have red lenses. That, those glasses have yellow lenses. Those glasses have blue lenses. Those glasses have super dark limo tint lenses. And based upon the glasses that I put on, that will be how I experience whatever I'm looking at. So if I put on yellow tinted glasses, I will experience everything with a yellow hue. If I put on red colored glasses, I will experience everything with a red color tint. So I'm not actually experiencing the wall as 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 it is. I'm experiencing it with my perspective through the lens of how I am viewing it. Do you see how this works? This is essentially what we're doing in our own mind. Here's the issue. Your perspective and your perceptions were formed by someone or something else. 99.9% of the time. I can give you the three biggest ones. What do you want to know what they are? Parents, religion, politics. Parents, religion, and politics. These will be the three largest perspective influencers in your life. So when you when, when, when I got clients that come to me and they're going through a midlife crisis and they're, you know what a midlife crisis is what I found? A midlife crisis is essentially when you realize that I can form my own perspective of my own reality right now. But see, for the last 35, 36, 37, 45 years, you've been living through the perspective of something or someone else, i.e. your government, uh, your religion, your culture, your parents. Uh, uh, I could go on. The list could go on. Do you see? So now here you are, you realize like, wait, what? So now it's the crumbling of the old. That's the death of the ego of that part of you. You're, you're, you're essentially, you, there's a part of you that's dying. So now let's spur on the overthinking. I'm telling you to allow yourself to just be. Allow the river of life to just flow. You were already built to win. You were set up for success. You were set up to win. You literally have been given everything and all the capabilities and all the faculties and all the tools for you to create your life as you desired. But it was about understanding how these things work. So if I go back to thoughts versus thinking, I like to think of thoughts as... um Essentially, it's like the, the 
the the the energy, the raw material. It's like the raw ingredients, right? It's like the um, the what do they call this? Like uh, like if I was baking a cake, it's all the ingredients that are laid out on the table. Those are thoughts. Okay, those are thoughts. Those just come in from the ether. They come in from the universe. That's probably the easiest way to understand it. That is the universal mind thinking. But then we have these things that have the ability to think. And think thinking is essentially um, actively engaging with the thoughts, actively engaging with the ingredients of the universal mind. And now we have the ability to compartmentalize and sort and add more energy to here and add more energy to that. Do you see? So now through doing that, I can take these raw ingredients and form them into whatever I wanted. So I had the idea to pop in my head that you need to start helping people, that you need to start developing retreats, that you need to start developing all of these. And then it was on me to use this conscious part of my mind and use this ability to think, to sort and put these ingredients where they needed to, these raw materials, and start thinking about these thoughts so I could start bringing the unseen into the scene, so I could start bringing heaven into earth. Do you see what this is saying? So when you understand, it's really about you using these tools, but not overusing them. You had the ability to think, but you don't want to overthink. See, so what happens is we get in trouble is because we overuse the tool. We overuse the tool. So now we were thinking about the thoughts, but we went too far. And now we're overthinking. Yeah, but what if nobody comes to retreat? Yo, what, what, what happens if I can't make any money? Yeah, but what happened? And now what are we doing? What do we do? Now we've just dug a hole. We've created this thing that we call, um, what do they call that? Oh, suffering. So all the suffering that you that you deal with. All the suffering that that you are encountering was created by you. Somebody somebody asked me the other day. They said, "Yeah, but what about what about somebody uh, is hurting me physically? Physically, it was just a sensation. Physically, it was just a sens- it was just a physical sensation. What you don't realize is this ego creates this thing called pain, and it adds an emotional value to that physical sensation. How do I know this?" I'm only speaking from experience. I never forget when I had my first psychedelic ceremony and I was doing some healing. And at the time I was running 102 fever, back aches, body was hot, and I didn't know what was going on. But then all of a sudden I could feel the sensations of this body ache. I could feel everything, but there was no quote unquote pain. I remember thinking the thought popped in, excuse me. It was... Oh, wow. Wow, I create pain. Physical pain. Physical, it's a physical sensation, but then I add the emotional value to it to create this thing called pain. We do the same thing. We do the same thing with our own, with, our, with overthinking. You're not experienced. You don't really have any problems in life. There are no, you don't have any problems. It's your perspective of the situation. That's what you're dealing with. You're not really, there is no problem. I know. When I lost everything, I had a business partner steal everything from me. I had, I, before you know it, I was a confidential informer for the FBI. I'm walking around with two cell phones, a fake email address. I even had a code name that when I would met, meet with the FBI every week at an undisclosed location and I would sign for them to pay me, they would never use my real name. They used a code name. My code name was Crossbow. That was my code name when I was a con- confidential informer for the FBI. And here I was. I was just a basketball trainer. How did I get to this point? My life is in shambles. 
I had to wipe out all my retirement. I had zero dollars. I mean, zero, nothing, done. I'm over here paying bills, buying groceries, doing everything on credit cards, just trying to survive. And for the longest, I'd say, oh, he did this and this happened. And this. I was, I was, I was going through this thing, what we sometimes assume is uh, uh, victim consciousness. But guess who created the victim? I did. I did. See, what I, what I didn't tell you, or maybe I failed to tell you, maybe I've told you before, was that my mother, my mother and my father, but mostly my mother, she had, I have a lot of her energy. She always, she always raised me. I mean, she used to always tell me, son, you can throw a pity party. I mean, you can feel sorry for yourself. You can play the role of the victim. But don't you stay at that pity party too long. <laughs> don't you go get a drink and start hanging out at that pity party. Because then you know what's going to end up happening? You're going to start to think that you were the life of the party. And you're not a victim. Never will you ever assume the lower vibration of shame, of guilt, of fear, regret. That isn't how you've been raised. She's telling me you are a legit. You're her last, her maiden name was Leggett. You got Leggett blood in you. We don't do that. We don't assume the role of the victim. So my point of this is, it was only through me having that, that perspective or having the ability to say, you know what? It can't be, it can't be nobody else. Can nobody do anything to you? Nobody can do anything to you. Nobody can do anything to you. So here's what I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about what he did to you. I don't care if he, it does not matter. Nobody did anything to you. Do you see? Do you see? It was your perspective of the situation that you're experiencing. So when I started to realize that I wasn't the victim, I had to shift my perspective. How can I do this? I'm give, trying to give you power back. What did I have to do? I had to ask myself in that moment, how is this, how, how is this helping me? How has this made me better? What have I learned from this situation? And by answering that, I will see what that situation has done for me in my life. And guess what I've done now? I've just extracted a lesson. And every time I extract a lesson, I learn a little bit more. And that was all our souls were here to do anyway, was to learn a little bit more about itself. So now I realize I can't lose. You can't either. We talked about this a couple episodes. You can't lose. You can't lose. So long as you have the right perspective. So not allowing your overthinking to take you on an emotional roller coaster. If you are in an emotional roller coaster right now, let that be a reminder that you are overthinking your situation. And nobody else is on that roller coaster but you. You were the one who, who who built the roller coaster. You're living on the roller coaster. You're riding it. You're the one who will stop it. You're the one who's making it go. It is just you. There's no one else in your universe. It is literally just you. So no matter what happens, if it's an argument, if you're struggling with something, no matter what, do not allow the ego through its unconscious perspective to start to attach itself to something on the outside. It could not have been. Without this thing called perspective, you have this, your, your reality changes drastically, drastically. So that's why I told you, like, when you understand that reality is really your perception, your perception of reality is what you're experiencing. You see, so if you understand that the situation just is, and now I can, I can now, I'm coming from a neutral energy. I can, I can now influence it however I want. So the million dollar question is, is how do I over, how do I stop overthinking? How do I stop overthinking? Awareness. Awareness is key. I have to be aware that I am overthinking. Well, how do I be, how do I become aware that I'm overthinking? I have to strengthen my muscle of awareness. Yeah, but D, how do I do that? This is why human beings develop meditation. 
for some reason, we're the only creature that we know of that will meditate. Because meditation allows you to strengthen your muscle of awareness. See, when you, when, you, when, you, when you strengthen your muscle of awareness, now you can become aware that you are overthinking. I never realized that I was overthinking. I didn't. I used to overthink. All I would do is just feel this anxiety in the pit of my stomach. I would feel this anxiety in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, man, why do I feel this? Why I can't sleep at night. I wake up in the middle of the night. Why is this? I didn't know. I had no idea. But then my daughter, at the time, I think she was five years old. She almost got hit by a car. And I literally saw time and space stop. And I saw the driver not be able to see that she was about to hit my daughter. I told my daughter to stay in the car. And she got out of the car. And I see this car coming. All of a sudden, the lady, everything just stopped. Time just stopped. It froze. It's just like that was another. Uh, 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 what's another? What's the word for it? Another sign to let me know that this reality is not what I thought it was. I literally saw time freeze. And I scream because I'm like, oh, no, she's about to get hit. But she didn't get hit. And it brought out the worst of me. I mean, I just flipped out. And that when I got home, I heard a voice, my higher self, some, some Christian folk refer to it as the Holy Spirit, right? My intuition, whatever you refer to it, whatever name you want to use. It said I had to. I let her live so your son, you could help your son. I'm like, what does that mean? That day, that night, I started meditating. Don't know why, don't know how. I downloaded the Calm app and I started doing the 21 day or how to meditate or something like that. I learned how to meditate and I started to realize, oh my goodness. Over the course of 10 days, my, my awareness has increased. Now I'm aware when I feel anxiety. I'm aware when I feel stress. I feel aware when I feel fear. Instead of just thinking that was my inherent nature. So now because I'm aware of it, I can start to fix it. So you can't fix nothing that you ain't aware of. You got issues in your life and that's why you got issues. You can't fix them because you're not aware of them. So I got to strengthen my muscle that's going to help me to start to fix it. What is that? The muscle of awareness. Do you see? So now that I have a, a, a stronger muscle of awareness, now that I know that, now it's on me. I can fix something. I can fix something now that I have the awareness of it. Do you see how this works? So this is why we we develop meditation. And look, in this time, in this age, this age of information, there's no reason why everybody shouldn't be able to meditate. I, people say, how do I meditate? Go Google it. Go on YouTube. Go download my app. Join my community. Like you, There's enough resources for you to learn if you want something bad enough. Nobody's going to do it for you. Ain't nobody going to do it. We, we talk about this on episode. Ain't nobody going to come save you. It's going to be just you. It always has been you. When you accept responsibility and accountability for the thinking around your thoughts, now you can start to create the life that you want. But we have been so programmed to not accept accountability and responsibility for our thinking. And we think that life is just happening. This was me for the longest. I thought life was just happening. I had no idea. I had no idea my life that I'm experiencing is actually being created by me on the inside. What the? F what? What? Game changer. Wait, what? You mean to tell me if I'm going to score 40 this game, that's going to be determined by how, like me? I'm going to be the one passing me the ball. I'm the one shooting it. I'm the one, re man. Man, I got to get this thing together. That's the way I think. This is the way, like, when I realize, like, yo, it's just me versus me, and all I got to do is figure out me and conquer me, game over. Game. It is game over. I'm going to figure this out. I swear to own everything I've ever loved in this life. I'm going to figure out me. That is what I am going to do. I'll never tell you what to do. But it was you versus you as well. There was nobody else. <laughs> there wasn't. That was the illusion. Was the, the ancient Hindus referred to as Maya. 
That was the illusion that there was someone else or something else that was dictating the quality of your life. Nah, it was just you. So my advice is to become more aware of yourself. If you can increase your self-awareness, you'll start to see where these this negative thinking even began, where this overthinking began. My, neg- my, my, my overthinking stems from fear. Fear is a program that I got taught. But what if this doesn't happen? But what if that? That's nah, it's just a program. It's just a belief. It's just a, I, can, I can fix that. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some work. The real work, the great work, as the alchemist referred to, it's going to take, it's going to take some real work. But that's one thing you can't say about DG. That motherfucker right there, he's going to work. He's going to do his work. He is going to do his work. Do your work. Do your work. Do the real work. It's going to be, it's going to be gritty. It's going to get dirty. It's going to get a little, what we call pain. It ain't going to feel good all the time. I guarantee you that. I'm really, I'm bet, I I, I will guarantee. You can sign right here. I, I, that I can guarantee. But you know what else I can guarantee? It's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. As you start to uncover and learn more about yourself and start to see new capabilities and new abilities and do things that you never thought that you could do. And now you, for some reason, you have less fear and more and more inspiration. And you're not coming from a place of desperation, right? Because I'm learning with a lot of people, our, our, our goals, our dreams are usually rooted in two of the energies. One's coming from inspiration. The other one's coming from desperation, right? So desperation, I'm making it out of fear. Oh, I got to do this. I got to make it work. Now you're coming from a lower energy of the ego. And we know that the lower energy of the ego is going to be finite, but there's a part of you that was infinite. Ooh, ain't nobody trying to hear me. There was a part of you that was infinite that could pull from the stream of consciousness that already had and knew everything already. And it was about you tapping in. And when you came from a place of inspiration, it has the word inspire in it. Inspire comes from the same root as the word spirit. And the root word of it was Latin for spirare inspirer meant to breathe meaning it was the breath of god it was the real you it was the infinite you when you came from a place of inspiration and how do i know when i come from the place of inspiration because i won't need no reason as to why i'm doing it you hear me the real part of you didn't need inspiration sorry didn't need permission so when i go and do something when i go and create something i'm doing this because i know i can we say why are you doing it i ain't got no reason there is no reason there are no conditions as to why I'm doing it. It's coming from a, from a place outside of space and time. I can't really articulate why I'm doing it. I have no idea. This podcast is a perfect example. When I have the moment where I feel like I got to I gotta do it, I just got to do it. It's almost like something moves me. The reason why is because it's coming from a place of inspiration. Instead of coming from a place of desperation. Now when I'm coming from a, des- from a place of desperation, I'm not really creating from the infinite source that I am. Do you see? Do you see how this works? So my point of this is for you. I'm no different than you. I'm no different than you. I'm no different. I am no different. I'm no more capable. You you probably see sometimes you see people like, man, I did like I could do that. Yeah, you can. All men were created equal. All all men were created equal. All men were created equal. I'm not talking about men in terms of like, you are a male. Men, men, to think, man, thinker. Do you see? Figure out you, learn you. It's a process too. Turn your shot clock off. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. But I tell you, if you figure out and learn more about yourself and increase your self-awareness, now you start to become aware of these negative thoughts and now you can start to curb them. 
chill. I try to go through at least 60% of my day without thinking. That's my goal every day. 60%. If I get if I can get to 90, shh, I might go sit on the side of a mountain in the Himalayas. But I'm trying to tune down this thing called thinking. I don't need to think. That's why you've been gifted with this higher faculty called intuition. Because you had the ability to know without thinking. Good God Almighty, ain't nobody trying to hear me. You see what I'm saying? You've been built, you've been built for success. You've been built for success. You had the ability to know something without thinking. What? What? Oh my God, ain't nobody trying to hear me. Do you see how this works? You were built to know something without thinking. Intuition. Intuition. That means and it was inside of you. Tuition. It was paid learning. It was you, you already knew what the answer was. You already knew what the answer is. You had something already in. Oh my God, ain't nobody trying. I'm that's just mm. You can't lose. Go out there and try it. Go out and try it. Go out and try it. I don't know what it is. Go try it. Just go try it. Go try and see what you learn about yourself. And don't worry about fear. Don't worry about it's going to work. That wasn't why you're going to do it. You're going to do it because you were here to learn a little bit more about yourself. And then ask yourself, as soon as it does work or it doesn't work, what would I do differently? Take that and write it down. And now put a check mark by it. The thing that you just tried because you actually, you actually did it. You got the point of it. The point of it was for you to learn more about yourself. You just expanded your awareness, meaning you just expanded your sphere, your circle. And if I expand the sphere, the circle, well, I was on the inside of the circle. The inside of the circle was my inner world and the outside of the circle was my outer world. If you look at the circle, the inside and the outside are directly correlated. So as the inside expands, me to my awareness of myself expand, my outside of my circle, my environment, my relationships, my productivity, my performance, my money, everything has to expand as well. Do you see how this works? We kill two birds with one stone. And the beauty of the stone was the stone was you. Wait, is this why they call it the philosopher's stone? Is this why the alchemists refer to it as the philosopher's stone? When you realize this and you found what you were looking for, which was yourself, you will have found the secret elixir. You will have found the philosopher's stone. Oh, my God. Oh, you have it already. You have it already. Go and learn more about yourself. I promise you it'll be worth it. And until next time, I wish you nothing but the best on the pathway to your results. <laughs>